the Instructor Podcast with Terry Cook, talking with leaders, innovators, experts and game changers about what drives them. Welcome to the Instructor Podcast. This is a show where I speak to leaders, experts, innovators and game changers to help you become an even more awesome driving instructor. And as always, I am your jolly northern host, Terry Cook. I'm delighted to be here, but even more delighted that you have chosen to listen because we have got a cracking episode for you today as I am joined by Laura Joyce as we are doing a deep dive into all things driving instructor social media, including how to get started, what platforms you should be using as an instructor, and why you should be dancing if you're on TikTok. But I do just want to mention that this recording was originally made for the Instructor Podcast Premium. It was an exclusive show over there, but once a season, I do like to take something from the premium content and give it to you guys so you get a feel of the sort of thing that we're doing over there. So big thank you to Laura for being part of the community over there alongside the likes of Bob Morton, Sam Harper, Kevin Tracy Field. You get the idea, some real quality names over there. And if you want to find out more, head over to the website, www.theinstructorpodcast.com, or you can use a link in the show notes. There's currently a week's free trial, so you can sign up for nothing and go and get access to all the audio, all the video, all the written content over there for a full week. So once again, head over to www.theinstructorpodcast.com to find out more. But for now, let's get stuck into the show. Welcome to this first episode of Social Instructors with the, uh, the ever delightful and charming, and that's not what I said to her before the show, uh, Laura Josh. How are we doing, Laura? Hello, hello, hello. How are you? I am good. I'm excited to uh, to to take a social media specific show for our listeners and viewers. I know we're going to be doing some on video as well over the yeah. coming episodes, but um, how excited are you? Well, I mean, I have um a strange love for social media and I don't think we use it enough so I'm very excited I know that it can be toxic I know that it can be used in the wrong way but I think it's a really great great tool and I think by the end of it you're all going to get sick and tired of me talking about how amazing it is but hopefully you'll either agree or you'll have at least taken something from it to use for your own I mean straight away there you mentioned about using it in the wrong way well that's what you're going to help us with help us use it in the right way absolutely absolutely you say about it being toxic i'm not the most social media savvy person but i've been using it for years i've grown different platforms on it and so on and so forth so i've got an idea and and my take on everything is quite simply that everything is content so when i get someone that comes along and makes a fuss guess what i'm talking about on social media the next day if i get someone that's saying something nice guess what you get the idea uh would you agree with that yeah, I mean, we had it recently um, with the drama school I work with where um, we made a reel out of one of the videos that we recorded for YouTube and it had me in it and I did something um, a bit questionable <laughs> and somebody was really, really, for whatever reason, decided that that was where they were going, that was the hill they were going to die on and they really went in to one about it and I and I just thought, you know what, you carry on because actually... I'm sure you know this, but engagement is engagement. Negative or positive, it's still engagement. And that is still going to bring the algorithm towards you. And I'm not saying that that is great for our mental health, but so long as we're able to understand that it's just people sitting behind their computers getting bored, then what, you know, it's not going to hurt you. And it just means that people are being brought to your channel. So, yeah. 
my example there, and I've, I've said this before, but I'll say it again. The the single best thing that ever happened for me regarding premium was everyone when everyone kicked off about it online. Not everyone, when a handful of people kicked off about it online, because then a lot of new people found about it, mm-hmm. found about it for the first time, and then come and saw it, and and now we're hooked yeah. because of that. So, uh, yes, but we said that we were going to initially talk about um, getting started, and yeah. you know potentially why people should use social media. So I'm just going to be quite open with that and throw that over to you and let you start. Okay, so. In this industry specifically, um, the two things that I think that are amazing about social media is number one, which I talked about in the podcast that I was on with you a while ago, networking. Um, and number two, our key demographic are the biggest social media users. So they're the two things that I think you benefit from social media. Now, I appreciate also that it can present as a really scary thing. And we're all busy. Life is busy it can be hard to navigate the idea that you have to post regularly, that you have to post on all these different platforms. But I think there is a way that you can build it into your day quite easily and quite organically. Because actually, the thing about social media is, especially in this in this industry, is you are your brand. So um, I'll talk about this a bit a bit further down the line. But ultimately, you know, we're not a big organisation. We're not... Um, Costa we're not Starbucks can you tell that I've got coffee on my mind um we are driving instructors who essentially want to generate leads right now if you want to become a YouTube star or a social media influencer that's that is different I mean then you have to really commit to something pretty astronomical especially at the moment because when I first started doing social media for the driving school I worked for before there was a much smaller amount of people doing it now, which I think is a great thing. There's a lot more people doing it. So if you want to excel and be the best and have the biggest audience and do the craziest stuff, then that's that's a whole other commitment. But I don't really think that that's what we're trying to do here. I think what we're trying to do here is build up our brand, sell driving lessons and just let people know how good we are. So you are your brand. And what that means is that you are also your content. So you you are a good driving instructor. You know that. And all you're trying to do is make sure that other people know that. And I know that someone mentioned this before in a podcast with you, Terry, but people are busy now. And that actually makes now the right time to start your social media, because what you want to be able to do is be in a position in, God, a year, six months. I don't know when the work starts to slow down because driving driving tests have finally, finally, if ever caught up. and you're looking for work, you're looking for students, if you already have a good solid social media presence, because you've got lots of people on test at the moment, or you've got lots of people in lessons, and you've had some really great teachable moments that you've been able to record and log, then when it comes time for people to look for driving instructors, and there is a choice out there, you're going to be the person they like, because they they have all this evidence in front of them of who you are, and what you do, and your success rates. Does that answer your question about why social media... (laughs) And I think you've touched on a point that maybe I wasn't planning on covering today, but I think it's worth mentioning again, is that of, of doing it now. I think mm-hmm. that you, you're 100% right. And I've been banging this drum for two years. Uh, mm-hmm. And I will openly admit that my social media on my driving school page has been poor for the last couple of years. Uh, I started back up and again recently and, and had some really good traction, but I just focus more on the instructor stuff. But I think that now is the time to do it. And, you know, it's a perfect opportunity to command your area because even with the, as you mentioned, the test backlog and stuff, 
I'd like to think at some point that's going to die down. If it doesn't die down, it will become the new norm. So then people will just expect that they're going to take their test in six, nine months or whatever, or they'll start learning with their parents or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we get a different form of competition. So mm-hmm. I just, I completely agree with you. Build up that bank of stuff now that works. But, you know, thinking outside the box, or I'll come to you on this a little bit, because actually thinking outside the box, so the, one exception I gave someone recently was get in a local community group. You know, you could be the driving instructor that maybe once a fortnight in your local community Facebook group goes on and does an hour's Q&A. You can say there's no promotion. I'm not going to promote myself other than like my website page on the bottom of something like, you know, the, the Zoom or whatever. Uh, other than that, I'm not promoting me. I'm going on to help anyone. You can take questions by parents, by kids, whatever. And then when these people do start to want driving lessons, who do you think they're going to go to? The person that's been mm-hmm. answering their question for the past three months or the the one that their auntie Sandra recommended because, you know, yeah. or, or whatever. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And I think even dial it back a bit. You don't have to do a Q&A. You can literally, one of the things that is so, so, so important is engagement. And I love this because I... Um, I feel like I can help everyone all the time, no matter what they're asking, because I just want to help all the time. And so if I'm on my social media, Facebook being a prime example, and actually Facebook is the platform that I use the least, but probably do this the most on. If someone posts on, so I live in Thanet um, on the East Coast. If someone posts on uh, the Thanet town chat about driving instructors, or asking about you know something's happened here or where like how long is the wait for theory tests or even things like does anybody know a local hairdresser if I have a personal relationship with somebody who I know is great I will comment and I will tag that person in it or if they have a question that I feel like I can answer I will answer because I want to help but what I've actually noticed is off the back of that because I've answered in a way that somebody can relate to or that somebody thinks is good I'll then get a dm from somebody and I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm only a PD only, sorry. I'm a PDI, so I'm not teaching as of yet, but I already have three or four people whose children turn 17 next year and who, and they've said, when you qualify, let us know. And that's just because I've been visible. I've done nothing but be, be visible. So engagement is absolutely key and it doesn't have to be a big event. It can just be you being present when you're eating your tea, whatever it is that you need to do. You're on there and you're just commenting and engaging. I think, I mean, first of all, yes, well done for minding your language. Uh, that's good. <laughs> Spoken about your negativity. Um, <laughs> the, the, you're right. And, and, you know, this is where, you know, the, I think these podcasts work quite well because I get very overexcited. I'm like, yes, let's go do a two hour live every week in this Facebook group. When in reality, you could probably do a post in the Facebook group and it would have a similar effect. So obviously the more you can do, the better, but just yeah. doing something and just starting is, is, is key. You know, um, would you agree with that? So for example, if your time is very limited, if you're new to social media, you're scared of social media and you want to start off by doing one post a week and build up, would you recommend someone started like that? Absolutely. Social media um, shouldn't add to your stress levels. What the intention behind it should be to grow your brand presence and 
eventually generate leads which is why it's good to do it when you're busy because if you're doing it when you're busy you can do one a week and then you can start two a week and then once you get into the swing of it things like stories which I absolutely love I post stories left right and center about the most random stuff you wouldn't believe but it's because that's my personality but starting slow when you don't need to rely on the leads that you are going to generate is the key and it is scary because, um, you know, we talked about this before, putting yourself out there is scary. You know, allowing the public to generate an opinion on you as a human being is really scary. And so that automatically makes it more difficult. You know, if you're relying on recommendations, for example, it's people who already have good things to say about you. It's people who already know you. It's people who already know your idiosyncrasies. It's people who know how you teach allowing other people who have never met you who don't know who you are don't know what you do don't know like or trust you right at this moment see what you're about that's very very worrying to people but it doesn't have to be and I think that's that's kind of where I've found a lot of driving instructors have that issue with like putting their face out there for example and again, something we talked about is that whole concept of having an opinion and being worried about the backlash that that might generate. But I think all that kind of stuff, you can grow into all that. It is just a case of getting started. And the best way, in my opinion, to get started is to create a kind of like a front cover, you know, like your profile picture, your bio, uh, specifically on Instagram, because it's a very specific look. And, and Facebook is slightly different because it has more picture, less other stuff um create that create a brand presence however you want to do it however long that takes and then start engaging because then you're not just putting content out people can see enough about you but they find you because you're engaging with them as opposed to you're pushing out content left right and center and you're building this element of pressure that then makes you feel like oh i have to keep this up if i don't keep this up then what will happen um, I agree. And I, I think just starting small and building up. If you've already got a presence now, then obviously you're going to do more. But you need to w work at a level that's that's right for you. And we'll do a deep dive on this at some point. But I, I think it's worth touching on now. Just the idea you mentioned like your branding is, is who you are. I think the the I'd be interested in your thoughts on this. Um I think that you need to be yourself on social media as much as you can. You know, the, I was recording an episode with a wrestling chap last night, Chris Booker, and <laughs> it just chuckled, made me chuckle thinking about it because the old wrestling adage is your wrestling character is you with a volume turned up. And I feel that <laughs> social media is a bit like that. And yeah. the reason why I emphasize that, in my opinion, and again, please come back at this in a second, but in my opinion is because, for example, I am sick to death absolutely sick to death of hashtag fairy thursday i'm like everyone's doing hashtag fairy thursday what do something different you know whatever it might be i don't care and you can do fairy thursday as well by all means but do something different that makes you stand out because when you make you stand out you're going to attract the people that work for you i've spoken about this before if you're talking about anxiety and working with students with anxiety guess who's going to come to you is going to be students with anxiety. If you're talking about the fact that you coach on lessons and you're happy to be pulled up at the side of the road, talking through stuff, if that's what the student wants, guess who's going to come to you? It's those students. So I think the more you put yourself out there, the more you're going to 
uh, attract the right people to you as well. And the more you'll be seen, rather than just being another person that does Theory Thursday. Am I wrong? Or is there a bit of truth in that? No, you are not wrong at all. And probably my main... Um, I don't know why, but I have a real issue with the word with the word mantra, but I'm going to use it anyway. My main mantra is um, be yourself. So, OK, marketing has changed so much over the last few years. Um, you know, 60 percent of the world's of the world's population use social media. That's a huge number. It's, it's, hang on. I've got I've got figures right here for you, Terry. Four point eight billion people in this world use social media. Now, every single one of us is unique and has our own unique selling point. And the beauty of social media is that people do not care that you're wearing a collar and a tie. I used to work with, um, just on a side note, actually, with a mortgage broker. (laughs) And I said to him, because he used to to give me all this, like, he used to be like, I want to post this, I want to post this. And it would just be a stock photo of a man in a tie with a set of key in his hands and I, and I said to him okay but then that's exactly what Halifax is doing that's exactly what all the other people are doing so why is someone going to come to you no no one knows who you are they know who Halifax is because they are a corporate business you are a man who does a good job what how is that going to make you stand out so what we ended up doing was I would go and spend some time in his kitchen with him and he'd talk about the things that he felt were important about getting buying houses and um, sometimes I'd make him do it while playing on his scooter and it went really well because I because we were able to really encapsulate his personality that was a bit of a sidebar feel free to remove that no I don't um but the point is we are yes so I said we're all unique we all have a USP and people who are on social media want to see that you're a human being I know we talk a lot about you know in today's society about the airbrush and the filters and the bikini bodies and the thousand calories a day girls or the glorifying this that and the other with lots of makeup and all of the really materialistic shallow aspects of social media but when you dig deeper what is so beautiful about social media is the connections you make once people can see who you are so I will say that I have met some of the people that I respect the most through my Instagram because we had shared interests and they happen to be really amazing people who have gone on to help me so much. And that's what that, that's what the, the demographic are looking for. They're looking for people they can relate to. They're looking for people who are human beings who can benefit them because that's ultimately the end game for you is you've got something that you want, that you know that they need, but why are they picking you when there's, hundreds of other people that could do the same and you say you've met some of the people that you've got the most respect for and the most influential people a uh, big influence on you you don't have to be coy you can say you mean me it's fine uh, well i followed you on social media <laughs> i don't think we met i don't even think you knew who i was until i met you at the expo not a random message from you one day on instagram I'm, like, I'm not sure who you are um but then yeah we, we uh, friendship has blossomed um but, but yeah I'm, I'm going to let you into a little secret now. I don't think I've told anyone this before. So um, a secret uh, just between me, you, and probably 90 people listening. Um, <laughs> the re- there's a reason that actually prompted me to start putting my face out there more around the podcast, both through the little cartoons that I do, but also me doing a bit more video and a bit more get my face out there. 
And it was purely because I was at my local test center one day and another, I was talking to another instructor and they asked me if I'd ever listened to the instructor podcast. Oh. And I was like, uh, yeah, yeah. And I tried to change my voice slightly so I won't give it away. I'm like, oh, yeah, you yeah, should have said that. I am the instructor podcast. I wanted to see how far I could take it. We just had a very interesting <laughs> conversation about it. And I'm like, I think I need to get my face out there more so they actually know that it's yeah. me. Um, but yeah, that's that's what prompted me to start doing that. that. But very, very cool. And a very good example of why you shouldn't be scared to get your face out there. Yeah. But also, as you said, you know, that, that I think that was season two that happened. So I had nice growth for the, the podcast developed without me putting my face out there. It <laughs> took me a while to really get my confidence up to do that. And then when I did it, then, you know, it grew a bit more. So it's all that stage by stage process, which is what you mentioned. But mm-hmm. let's let's move on a little bit and we'll look at some of these apps again. We'll do a bit of an overview of them uh, and we can do, you know, more specific deep dives later. So what I thought would be fun is if I ran through the, the different social media platforms and I told you what I think they were best suited for, if you mm-hmm. like. Uh, and and see that if I have uh, got any correct or if I'm way off. Uh, so first of all, TikTok. Uh, that's where you target the youth. 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 Uh, if you want to reach the youth, you go with TikTok. Am I right? Uh, yeah. I mean, um, the key demographic of TikTok is nine. T- no, ten. Ten years old on TikTok, ten to not ten to twenty nine. I think makes up something like I did have it written down somewhere. Ten to nineteen makes up something like sixty forty seven point four percent of all TikTok users are between the age of sorry ten to twenty nine. Of course, I was right. Then I'll take that. Uh, Facebook, right. I say Facebook is for targeting sort of older adults and also driving instructors because that's where most driving instructors are. Correct. And in fact, the fastest growing demographic on Facebook is currently ages 65 and over. Oh, there you go. Um, I'm not in that bracket yet, which is good. Um, LinkedIn, uh, I think, is best used for networking um, rather than targeting a necessary specific demographic, maybe like the business demographic, but I think that's best for networking. At business to business sales is what LinkedIn is all about. I mean, lots of recruitment happens on LinkedIn and it's a really great platform, which I think is underused, actually. But yeah, 100%, it is a much more professional app. Um, yeah, networking. You're right, you're right. Twitter, I think is excellent if you want to go and get abused. Twitter is, I don't even know, it's the equivalent of being in a car crash, really, really slow motion that you can't change. It is not my favourite place. Uh, and I mean, obviously, I'm sure we are going to talk about threads at some point, the new Instagram, Twitter, um, which, by the way, is the fastest growing platform to ever happen. I think they gained like 100 million followers in the first 24 hours, something. But it was clever how they did it. But we'll talk about that another day. <laughs> yeah, Twitter, I really like Twitter to scroll and, and follow mm. like certain people and stuff. But if, if you want to get abused, go on Twitter. Um, yeah, and, and I, type yeah. something about cyclists and you'll be piled on by by people that love and hate cyclists in equal measure. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, YouTube. Now this is an interesting one for me because I personally absolutely hate YouTube. Um, I very, very rarely use it. I get no benefit from it at all. Um, but I want to grow on there a little bit because my take on YouTube is it's used as a search engine. 
by so many people. Is it like the second biggest search engine going or something like that? Yeah, Yeah. so that would be my take on it. And Yeah, absolutely. I think YouTube is uh, long-form content. So what we do on like Reels and TikTok, that short-form content. Um, But for years now, long-form content has been kind of earmarked as the thing that's going to grow exponentially year on year for the next decade and um our our attention spans are very short it's like 10 seconds at the moment because that's what we're used to we're used to scrolling through you know 30 second pieces of content but long form content is where we learn and I think YouTube is such an amazing I hate YouTube shorts and my children watch some absolute tosh on YouTube but I think it's a fantastic place you just have to be able to navigate it well that's the thing for me. When I say here, I'm probably being a bit extreme. I there's some amazing oh, resources on there. <laughs> yeah, I like to keep my opinions to myself. There's some amazing resources in there, and I do now and again go and follow some people. There's some great people on there, but I just it's I don't know. It's the there's so much stuff on there. It's like jump cuts and it's in your face and it's shouting and it's oh now we're gonna do this thing and then the thing whooshes across. I'm like I'm forty. Stop doing this to me. <laughs> just want to watch you talk that's it and that's why i like podcasts so much because you get less of that um but yeah i think it is a really good resource i think it's just the bulk of the stuff on there isn't for me i think that's what it is no that Um, makes sense threads i've noted down i've no idea what threads is for at the minute i think it's finding itself but instagram i haven't got a clue what instagram is for or who it's aimed at not the That's foggiest. Interesting. That's very interesting. So I would say Instagram is for the me's of the world. I'm going to let you into a secret, Terry. I'm 36. I know I don't look it, but I am. <laughs> no comment. No comment. <laughs> um, and I think that Instagram is for people who are who find TikTok overwhelming because TikTok is only one type of content, right? It's it's, it's short form moving content. It can be very it can be very overwhelming, it can be very loud, it can be very in your face, it can be quite difficult to relax to. And Facebook is for the older generation in, you know, I think everyone can see that. that there's lots of good things about Facebook and it's still the largest platform. I think it's something like, you, it's either 100 or 400. I think 400 people sign up to um, Facebook every minute across the world or something insane like that. So it's still the biggest platform, but it is it, it does sort of lend itself to the older generation. Instagram um, has kind of got a bit of everything. Now, it is important to note that Instagram, WhatsApp and um, Facebook are all owned by the same people. So I think it's quite clever how they have elements of each in each platform, but they don't mimic one another. Um, But what is good about Instagram is that you have short form content, you have pictures, you have carousel posts, you have lives, you have stories, and you as a consumer can choose how you engage with that and what you want to see. And that's what makes it really enjoyable is it's, it feels, it's not because the algorithm is a very clever thing, but it feels like you're more in control of what you're consuming. So it is for people like my age I would say you know it's it's again I mean it's something along the lines of 62 point yeah 62 percent of all users are 18 to 35 that's a huge number and I think that's why I bang on about um Instagram as a good form of of marketing for for our industry because it is our key demographic I mean I I never ever scroll Instagram but I will scroll the stories 
So uh, it's interesting. And I like that way you phrase that. I think that actually makes sense to me. Like the eclectic mix of everything. The people that wear TikTok is too intense, but there's one something a bit more visual than Facebook, perhaps. I, I like that. And I, I want to touch on this for a second, actually, because I, I spoke to you about this a little while ago, That, and we couldn't think of anyone. That there's no, no one creating instructor content on Instagram that's commanding it. So like mm-hmm. Facebook, you've got obviously the, the associations, people like Intelligent Instructor, people like that, that have got really big followings and they've grown the followings on Facebook. On LinkedIn, there's some over there. There's people like Bob Morton on YouTube that have got really big followings, uh, you know, so on and so forth. There's me on the podcast platform, which is a mm-hmm. type in a way of social media. Uh, um, it absolutely is, yeah, absolutely. And but like with Instagram, no instructors have conquered it. Now, there are some really mm-hmm. big driving schools there promoting to learners, mm-hmm. but no instructors promoting to instructors have conquered it. So, uh, yeah, maybe I should do that. Maybe I should make that yeah. my goal. And I think as well, like, you know, I have, I know that there are an in a huge amount of, of, of um, driving instructors on Instagram because I, I've met some of them purely through Instagram who I've now become friends with um and I also know that since I've started sharing little bits about my journey to becoming uh, a driving instructor on Instagram that I've had other PDIs follow me and interact with me about their experience and it does feel a bit like imagine the kinds of community we could create if we brought that together you know I find um the PDI ADI groups on Facebook a little bit overwhelming um, because there's quite a lot of negativity on them in my experience and I am not somebody who I I'm a very positive person and negative things kind of hit me a bit harder and drain me quicker Um, and my experience and maybe I'm very lucky but my experience in general on on Instagram out of all of the apps has been one of only positivity so to bring that together into some kind of community on Instagram like a lot of driving schools have with learners I think why are we not doing that we'll be back with more from Laura in just a moment I want to take a second to give a shout out to some amazing people who have signed up to the instructor podcast premium and they are Andrew Kent Drew Sherry Kevin Ray David Legg Alexis Patterson, Jamie Burns, Ange, Ryan Russell, Claire Barkley, Georgina Haynes, Julie, and Penny Alexander. Big thank you to those guys for signing up who have decided to enhance their CPD and take up their development to the next level by signing up for well over 100 exclusive shows to help them become better driving instructors. And we're trying to aim to get at least another three shows out every single month, including ones like the one you're listening today with Laura Joyce. If you would like to take your CPD to the next level, sign up for a free trial or simply find out more, you can head over to the website www.theinstructorpodcast.com or go to the show notes and find the links over there. But for now, let's get stuck into the rest of the show. Maybe we can talk about this in more deal later, but I think it's worth yeah. mentioning now with some of the stuff we've spoke about. I mentioned then about some of the big driving schools and massive followings, and mm. I think it can be quite overwhelming looking at those and seeing the amount of content they put out and kind of feeling, well, why should I bother? But mm-hmm. it's important to remember these guys, that's their job. Mm-hmm. You know, there are some people out there that, that do that for a living. They might have to do it free to begin with to build up their audience. But long term, that's what they're getting paid for. 
you know, they might do five lessons a week. So, you know, anyone listening, don't stress over that. Are you agreeing with that or I'm a way off? Yeah, this, I cannot, I'm really glad you brought this up because I cannot stress this enough. You are not Clearview driving. You are not driving school TV. You are not DGN. DGN is DGN. Driving school TV are driving school TV. Clearview is Clearview. And what they do, they do well. You're not trying to be them. And if you are, then be prepared to work really damn hard because I've done it and I know that it it requires an awful lot of effort. But what you are is you. So, you know, and, and that's, um, I mentioned it to you earlier. There's a book, there's a book um, by a man. Now I can't find his name. Take I'm this. editing this right. I'm going to leave this in because it's amusing me. Oh, for God's sakes. Trying to watch me fail before I even, be, where the hell is it? I've written so many notes. Okay, yeah. So there's a guy called Simon Sinek. He's an American. He's a motivational speaker think what you will about them the jury's out as far as I'm concerned but he did write a book called start with the why and he actually he wrote that in 2009 he actually started he did a TED talk not long after that and his TED talk became the third most watched video of all time so there's got to be some weight right in what he says and I saw an interview with him and this interview really really stuck with me and I actually did it myself and what he said was ask a friend not a spouse not a parent not a sibling ask a friend the question why are you my friend and they'll say oh you know because you're funny or you're nice or we have fun together and then go back and push them harder and say what is it specifically about me because you can have fun with lots of people you can find lots of funny people there's lots of nice people but what is it about me specifically that makes you feel that you can trust me and that you want me to be able to trust you now I did this with my friends uh, and I did it with three people and all three of them said I don't take any bullshit that I always listen with no judgment and that I'm always happy to give advice so what happens then is that is my why that is the person that I am and that is what is driving me to do the best that I can do does that make sense so that's my personality so anyway that was going off a bit a bit off kilter but the point is um you are different to those people you are trying to sell yourself and sell your pause <laughs> you are trying to sell your brand you are trying to generate leads and you are doing that based off the person that you are because ultimately somebody is going to be sitting in a car with you not Ammon from Clearview, Clearview Driving. A couple of things I just want to come back on briefly there. So, I mean, first of all, I'm going to tell you a traumatic story from my childhood. Um, oh, the, God. Yeah, you've, brought, you've made me remember this, so thank you. Um, it's like first year of high school, and, and you know, I had to stick a piece of paper on his back, and we had to go in the classroom and write a word that described the, the person you were writing it on the, the back of. So then when we finished, we obviously pulled the paper off, and mine all, every word said funny. Every word on my thing says 30 of us in class. It said funny 30 times. And the teacher were getting really annoyed because she didn't like the way we'd done it. So she just randomly used me an example and picked my sheet up and went, who thinks Terry's actually funny? Like that. One person put their hand up. I've never felt as trauma. I'm like, when I look back now, I think, what a horrible thing for the teacher to do. What a horrible thing. So all those platforms, uh, TikTok, Facebook, all those, if someone is listening to this and thinking, I want to start kicking my social media into gear, 
I want to target 17 to 25 year olds. And I want to go in with two or three things a week that I'm doing. Which platform should they start on? Instagram. For many reasons. Number one, there's a lot more choice as to how you post. So you don't have to have that anxiety of creating video content all the time. Number two, you can actually link Instagram to your Facebook. So killing two birds with one stone. And number three, it is our key demographic. Fact. And it has been for such a long time. And I have seen driving schools grow and I have seen the leads coming into their inboxes just because they've started posting more and the quality of what they're doing is good enough for the people that are interested in lessons. What the start? What would be the best way to start on Instagram? Would it be like videos, uh, you know, like uh, just pictures or would it be anything, whatever they can do? Right. All you need to do to start with, in my opinion, and from my limited experience, I'm not a marketing expert. I've basically fucked up enough times that you don't have to. So the way for you to start is, first of all, you just think about how your page looks. Now, this might be a bit controversial, but I almost see Instagram especially as kind of like a like the same way I would see a dating app. Um, because when you're on dating apps, scrolling through which I've done, unfortunately, and it's soul-destroying, you are looking at the first picture. You are only looking at the first bit of content, the first thing they say, and then you're like, that's not for me or that is for me, or you continue to scroll down. It's exactly the same with Instagram. Your front cover, essentially, so if you go, if you've got Instagram now, go get your phone, go onto your Instagram and look at it. So my Instagram has got my um, face, my bio, my highlights and a couple of pictures. And I'm asking myself, would I follow me? Well, of course I would. (laughs) But that is all that matters right now. So the first thing you do is you have a nice picture as your your profile picture. You choose to either have a picture of you or a picture of your brand. I personally think that faces sell. And if you have a friendly face, people are going to be interested in, in what you do. Then your bio is 150 characters long. It is you telling them the most important elements of who you are. So what do you do? So you're a driving driving instructor. Okay, cool. Where do you do driving? Okay, cool. Do you you have a specialism? Because that's going to be what catches people's attention. So if you say driving lessons, Watford. Okay, that's interesting. But is it interesting enough for me to stick around? If I live in Watford, maybe, but also how many other people have the same thing? So, you know, you can say so, something catchy. I can't I can't think of something in my head because, you know, I can't. But, you know, you, you can say something a bit more about yourself. So um, I like my tea cold because I'm always in a car. I don't know, something fun, something catchy, something different. So you've got your picture, you've got your bio. The bio should say what you do, but if you can do it in a more catchy way, great. And if you can link it to a website, even better. And then you've got your first three pictures, three to nine pictures. I would say to start with, you sort out your bio, you sort out your profile picture and you post three pictures, a past picture, a picture of you and a picture of something you love or a beautiful view. Then you start engaging and following other people. It's interesting because I think back to, I think it was 2019 when I switched my uh, Facebook around because, and admittedly this is a Facebook example, not an Instagram example, but my 
Facebook used to be exactly like you described. It was driving the instructor based in Leeds. That was the bio for my driving school page. And I realized that that was, you know, to be fair, pretty crap and boring. Mm. And no one was going to go, oh, let's click on this guy. Um, so I changed it to something along the lines of, I think the first sentence was, do you struggle with hill starts? And then it was, do you struggle with stalling? And I kind of, I was thinking of the most common things my students were struggling with at the time. And I like listed them. I'm like, I can help with that. And it was like, as soon as I changed it, like, like that week, I like just got random three or four inquiries when I can't say, I didn't ask, I should have asked, but I can't say it was definitively because of that. But ever since changing that, my inquiries went up because yes, they're scared of hill starts. Yes, they're scared of roundabouts. So you put that up there and automatically you're enticing that person. Is that the sort of thing you mean? Yeah, I mean, I probably didn't word it so well because I put myself on the spot there. <laughs> so my 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 um, Instagram bio is something like creating content, driving cars and working hard because they're the three things that right now in my life I'm doing. Um, it's punchy, it's quick. It tells you that I create content. It tells you that I'm involved in cars in some way. Might be a little bit intriguing. And it tells you that I work hard. I don't know why that would appeal to anybody, but I liked it. But we consume so much content all the time. We spend on average two and a half hours a day scrolling through social media. Two and a half hours. And when you think we look at the we look at things on average for seven seconds. I can't do any kinds of maths. But that's an awful lot of content that you are consuming. So if you create a piece of content that somebody likes and they click on your profile, that's where they're deciding whether or not to look into it further. They might look into it and come back. And then if you continue to create content that they find relatable and that they like and that they find educational or enjoyable, they might come back again. But wouldn't it be great if your bio was so you that they thought, oh, I like this person. I'm going to follow them. I mean, I'm very conscious about social media, so I will quite often um, follow and engage with 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 um, content that normally I'd scroll past because I'm very much like, oh, I can see this person's tried really hard with that and I want them to to feel good about it. So I will like it. And I think lots of people who work in social media are the same. But the average Joe consumer who you want to sell driving lessons to, they don't care about that. They're on the school bus or they've just finished college or they're on their break from work and they just want to zone out. Or they've got their driving lesson coming up. Um, they're waiting for their driving instructor. They're on social media. Whatever it is, they're young people. They want to zone out. They want just an easy break from day-to-day life, which is bloody hard. And so you have a limited opportunity to really grab their attention. Now, this is why it's so important to be so yourself, because you do not want to grab the attention of somebody who is not going to benefit from your content. So you don't have to lie on your bio. You just have to find a way to be punchy about it. And you don't have to post pictures that aren't authentically who you are and what you do, but you have to post them. I'm going to give two examples before I move on because I know that you want to speak just a little bit about why we should be dancing on TikTok. <laughs> um, but I've got two examples, uh, personal examples. So you mentioned about who you're liking and attracting the wrong people and stuff. Uh, I did do a post on my driving school page recently that driving instructors liked. It wasn't aimed at driving instructors, but it was liked and it was shared and it, it went viral essentially by driving instructors. So now that means that my driving school page is going to be seen by more driving instructors and it is potential students, which, you know, read into that what you will. In that, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Yes. 
Yes. Uh, the other thing I was going to mention, I'm going to read you my Twitter bio because this is one of my favourite things. Horror-loving <laughs> vegan. Horror-loving vegan with four podcasts. He slash him. Also, dogs. Uh, that, I'm, do you know what, Terry? I'm going to follow you right now. <laughs> okay. Uh, shall we move on to yeah. uh, wrap up with the, uh, the dancing on TikTok? Because I was going to ask you the question of should we be dancing on TikTok? But you wanted to specifically say why we should be dancing on TikTok. <clears throat> okay. Yes. The short answer to should we be dancing on TikTok is yes. But let me elaborate. If you want to become a YouTube, uh, sorry, a TikTok famous, which I don't know why you would want that because I've never seen anything good come out of somebody becoming TikTok famous, you have to, and I say have to, pay attention to trending sounds. Now, algorithms, every different social media platform, the algorithm works differently, literally down to how they recommend content to you. Instagram recommend content to you similar to the content of people that you already follow. TikTok recommend content to you similar to content that you engage with. They sound similar, but they're actually very different. So algorithms are different for every platform and they're really, really, really complicated. But their base goal is to get you to spend more time on their app. So if a sound becomes a trending sound, if the algorithm has recognized that that's been picked up early on and people are liking it and engaging with it, they turn that into a trending sound for two reasons. Number one, because they know that consumers will continue to like it and look at it and listen to it and stay on the app for longer. Number two, if you have a trending sound that is trending within the app and somebody, a creator, wants to use that sound, they're going to edit at least part of their TikTok in app. And what are they doing if they're doing it in app? They're spending more time. So in essence, to uh, kind of befriend the algorithm, yes, you have to use trending sounds. However, and this again is just from my own experience, when I fuck it up so you don't have to, I feel like that might be my tagline for all my socials. Hold on. Have you just said your tagline for your source was it going to be you suck it so I don't have to? No, I fuck it up so you don't have to. Oh, right. To. Okay. Right. Okay. You don't suck it. You fuck it so I don't have to, right? And we you... um, like having Chris Spencer on the show. <laughs> oh, God. I wish you lived closer. We would have so much fun. Right. So, trending sounds and trending dances and TikToks and blah, 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 blah. They're all useful. But for you as a driving instructor who essentially wants to grow their social media presence enough so that people are recognizing you and you are generating leads. That is the baseline, right? We can kind of use trending things, but in a way that's on brand. Because if you're doing a dance for TikTok, what are you actually doing for your audience? You're not showing them that you're good at what you do, that you're an expert in your field. Yeah, you might be showing them that you're likable, which is a really, really important thing about the no like trust funnel, which I think we probably need to do separate to this. But, it's, you know, they have to know what you do. They have to like you and they have to trust that you're an expert. So maybe they will like you if you are able to put yourself out there and be a bit silly. But why not turn it into something that's on brand? So a couple of examples are if you are a team of driving instructors, and you have a few of you, not all of you, because not everybody feels comfortable doing it. I completely understand that. Not everybody is as extrovert as I am, because I'm pretty much happy to do 
anything silly and we'll never get embarrassed. But if you have a small amount of people that are happy to do an element of it, um, do the dance or do a, a part of the dance, but do it in a way that you're introducing your team. So be in front of your driving school cars, be wearing your driving school uniform, introduce them with text on the screen saying their name or the name of the driving school and where you work, because then you are going to be picked up by the For You page but you are still being on brand and you're introducing who you are. We've had quite a few. There is um, like a hobby craft somewhere, like Wigan or something, took it upon themselves to do trending sounds. And every person had like a little role to play. And they were like singing and dancing around the store. And it was brilliant. That kind of thing's so brilliant because you're really they're showing that they're a really happy team, that they're a really welcoming environment. I want to go shop at that hobby craft now. So that's one way to do it. If you are a sole trader, if you're on your own and you are you have friends, family, you have children, you have a sibling, you have somebody who, who you know, you, you go out with. You're at a festival. You're at a concert. You go for a really lovely walk. You go on holiday. Film parts of it. Turn it into clip them all together and put the viral sound on it because it's showing your personality. It's showing what you like to do in your spare time. It's making you likable but it's doing it to trending sound, which will get picked up more on a For You page. Um, also on Instagram and TikTok, I'd say more on Instagram, but on Instagram and TikTok, you can actually search things like um, uh, trending sounds template. And there will be a list. And if you do set trending sounds template UK, there will be a whole load of videos that will literally say use this template. So it will say, video for two seconds, video for three, uh, picture for two seconds, picture for one second. And if you literally follow that tutorial, so it can be a picture of, it can be a past picture, a video of you drinking your cup of tea, but it can, you can literally add it, add it, add it, add it to the exact specification that they say to you. And that will match exactly right with the trending sound. So that takes an element of the thinking, what can I create away? Because hopefully if you're somebody who wants to do social media, you're taking pictures of your passes anyway. Um, Another thing is you can do um, like, say, for example, a changing gear video. I know there's a lot of them, but it's just an example. And I don't really think there's any harm in having it because it is an interesting video to have to somebody who is learning how to drive and do it so that you're not speaking. Do it with the words on the screen and just put the trending sound in the background. You can have it low, but it still is using the trending sound. So it still will be getting picked up. So, you know, yes, you do have to use these trending sounds and, tr and trends, but you are not changing from a driving instructor, a job that you've worked really hard to get into and to do well, to someone who's going to have 15 minutes of fame and disappear off the face of the earth. What you're trying to do is let people know who you are. So use the sounds, but don't feel like you need to do some crazy dance. Do it in a way that's comfortable for you. This might be a bit... Um, a good episode to go into more detail later on, but I think that's key there. You know, why are you using social media? How important is it to know why you're using it? Are you using it because you want to become, you know, TikTok famous, so you said, or, you know, you're driving school to to make money through social media? Or are you doing it because simply you want to grow your brand a little bit and reach some new customers? And that will depend on how you use social media, won't it? Your why, I mean, your why is the fundamental part of what of, of what you do of why you do what you do um you know how can you create 
the right content to get you what you need when you don't know what it is that you need. Your why dictates the tone of voice you take. It dictates the kind of content you post. It dictates everything about how you present on social media. And if your why is because you want to get famous, then do all of the stuff all the time, 100% and good luck. If your why is you want to become somebody whose parents trust you, then think about the platforms, think about the demographics. Facebook might be the right place for you. If your why is you want to become somebody who can communicate with the 17 to to 35 year olds and want to actually directly communicate with the student, then think about that, you know, you can't do, you won't do any of this well if you don't understand what it is that you're trying to get. We've we've covered quite a lot today, almost like a helicopter view and overview of a lot of social Mm -hmm. media. Is there anything else you want to touch on around that today? No, I think, no, I don't think so. I think, um, I think the most important thing with social media is don't be scared. Was, uh, I was going to ask you for a key takeaway, but I like that. Don't be scared. Yeah. You know, yeah. the, what's the worst that's going to happen? You know, What's the worst that's going to happen? I, you know, I remember years ago, I used to um, run um, a warehouse years ago and I, I was quite young and I had a lot of staff. I had like 60 members of staff over 19s and I was like 27 and it was incredibly hard sometimes. And my boss was a real no nonsense kind of guy. And I was really struggling and I went into meeting with him and he said to me, I don't know why you fucking care. You're not trying to call, you're not trying to cure cancer. And that's really stuck with me. It is what we do in this industry is incredibly important. And it's a privilege to be able to be part of that milestone in someone's life. But marketing that on social media is not a life or death situation. So if you don't, if you start it and you hate it, cool. If you start it and you love it, Cool. So, and, uh, and as we say, we'll, we'll get into some uh, specific to- topics, maybe in more detail as we go along. But do you want to just take mm-hmm. a moment to tell everybody uh, where they can find you and, and anything you might have to offer? So, I don't know why every time you ask this question, I can't remember what I am on Instagram, even though I'm there all the time. <laughs> That's your once. <laughs> <laughs> so, I my name's Laura. I'm Laura Joyce on social media. Laura M B Joyce. I'm currently training to be uh, an ADI, um, but I also work with driving instructors specifically on starting and managing their social media. Um, so I do consultations or I can work with you long term and always happy to give advice. And, uh, will you be an ADI? Well, next I will. Year. I will be an ADI next year. I will. Excellent. Um, cool. Right. Well, in which case, all that's left for me to say is uh, thank you for joining us today. It's a, a series that I'm looking forward to getting stuck into. I think we're going to have some fun with some of these episodes. I will not yeah. be dancing on TikTok. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll leave oh, that there. I'll not teach you. Probably. Yeah. I'm easily persuaded. <laughs> I say no to everything, then five minutes later, I'm doing it. Um, but but yes, no, thank you for joining us today. I'm, I'm sure my premium guys loved it. Any comments, uh, any questions for Laura? We might do some Q&A episodes at some point. You know, hit the comments and, uh, and, and we're happy to help. But yeah, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So a big thank you to Laura Joyce there for being the latest guest on the Instructor Podcast and sharing some really good words of wisdom. If you are thinking of stepping up your social media game, I can't think of a better person to help you than Laura, as I'm sure you've just realized by listening to that fantastic episode. And one thing we touched on there, and it's something that I heavily believe in, is the idea of starting now. 
We don't want to wait. We can start now. While times are good, while things are positive in your world of your driving school and there's this abundance of people in lessons and so on and so forth, it's the ideal time to start so that if things do take a dip, you've already got this, this backup of content and you've already got people following you. And as Laurie said, we don't have to go all in. We don't have to do two or three posts a day on 17 different platforms. We can just start somewhere. And I think that has to be one of the biggest takeaways from today, just starting somewhere. But as I did mention at the start of the show, this episode is from my premium collection. So a big thank you to Laura for being part of that, alongside people like Bob Morton, San Harper, Kevin Tracy Field, Sophie Thompson, and even people from outside the industry, completely like Robin Bates and Nick Oakes, who have all come in to share their expertise in their specialist subject to my premium members, which is just a fantastic thing I'll always be grateful for, including the latest person to start regularly contributing, which is Lee Jowett, where we are running a series on the GDE matrix, the Goals for Driver Education matrix. And if you have no idea what that is, A, Go and listen to the episode with Liz Box, which is episode three of season six, because we put some of that episode at the end of that. Or go and sign up to Instructor Podcast Premium, where you can get access to all the stuff over there. Now, there are currently three different levels you can sign up for. You've got a £2 tier, which is just a way to support the show. So if you like this podcast and you just want to support the running of it a little bit, sign up for the £2 tier. You get absolutely nothing except my eternal gratitude. There's a £10 tier, which is where you get all the recordings, all the podcasts, uh, the video, the written content, all that kind of stuff. There's well over 100 recordings in there, exclusive to premium, and you get access to them immediately. And there's at least three more going every month. Or if you want to step up even further, you can sign up to £22 tier, where not only do you get everything I've just mentioned, but you also get access to the expert sessions, which is where someone comes along and delivers a presentation live where you can join in for the Q&A. And they are also going into the vault. So the ones that are currently, there's currently six, you can go back and watch those as well. Plus, on the interactive chair, you get access to loads of live content. So you get to watch shows being recorded. You get to participate in some shows like The Green Room. And you get to come along to my problem-solving sessions where I open my Zoom up four times a month for you guys to come in and get your problem solved. Now, if all of that sounds appealing, you can just go straight ahead and sign up or you can test it with a free week's trial. And the best way to do it is either to use the links in the show notes to go directly there or go to the website www.theinstructorpodcast.com. You can find loads more information over there, see lots of the other stuff that's available for you straight away, and just go and sign up. Alternatively, you can always drop me a message. I'm always happy to have a conversation about it. But I really appreciate you guys for tuning in today and listening. I love doing this show, and I love the fact that you embrace it, especially if you've listened all the way to the end. So all that's left for me to say is let's just keep raising standards. The Instructor Podcast with Terry Cook. Talking with leaders, innovators, experts and game changers about what drives them. And if you're still listening after all the music's finished, you know that you are my favourite people. So, little treat for you. If you've listened all this way, I'm going to give you a little treat, which is... The Instructor Podcast Megana is out on January the 17th. It'll be at 5pm and it's going to be live in the Instructor Podcast Facebook group. So a few tweaks that are coming out. So 
you're hearing that before anyone else, but I'm also going to tell you free of the speakers. Now, we do have all nine confirmed, but I'm going to let you into free because you've listened all the way to the end. So first up is Hayden Jenkins. Hayden is going to be coming in and talking about disability driving instructors. Really looking forward to that one. We're also joined by Gemma Briggs, who is going to be talking to us about distracted driving and the use of phones while driving. And as well as that, we're also going to be joined by industry legend Ray Seagrave. So there you go. Hang about at the end and you get sneaky little snippets like this.